0: We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening.
1: Did you see this picture anywhere this past week? I mean, does Senator Bernie Sanders even know that he's at the inauguration of the next president of the United States of America? I mean, he just, you know... Millions of eyes are watching him and uh, it's pomp, it's ceremony, it's history, it's tradition and uh, he he sits up there like this. He he just seems to be so comfortable with closeness even though he's one of the chosen few that's able to be this close to the action of the inauguration of uh, the next president. You know, uh, it just, you know, whatever you think of his uh, politics or his mittens, you have to agree with me that he was comfortable with closeness. And it just so happens that we're in a series about being comfortable with closeness. And so I personally want to just take a moment to thank uh, Senator Bernie Sanders for helping with this introduction to our teaching and I'd like to thank my daughter-in-law for her mittens and uh pastor Jonathan started us on this series for the beginning of a new year just how comfortable are you being close to God and uh You know, we started by understanding with Pastor Jonathan that Adam and Eve broke that relationship with God that he wanted to have with human beings made in his image. And uh, then we saw that Abraham uh, with his altars and Jacob with his wrestling, they give us lessons about restoring that closeness with God. Now, how about Moses? Listen, if you surveyed the entire Bible and tried to find someone that was um, least likely to get close to God, you could, you could put Moses on your short list. Because Moses, I mean, come on, he's, he's given up by his own birth mom as a baby to try and save his life, adopted by uh, the, the daughter of Pharaoh and uh, then is raised in a daycare where his birth mom raised him, but he's not allowed to tell anybody that's really his birth mom because it's he's supposed to be Pharaoh's daughter, uh, da- Pharaoh's daughter's son. And, and it's just, what a confusing background. And then when he reaches adulthood, young adult, he tries to identify with his Jewish heritage, his Jewish identity. And he he goes uh, to bat for uh, one of his own Jewish people who is a slave being mistreated by his Egyptian foreman in the workplace and ends up being threatened they're gonna tell on him for doing that and so then he's he's got to he's been betrayed by his own Jewish people which puts him on uh, e- Egypt's you know most wanted criminal list and he has to run for his life and so there he is he, he has to distance himself for his own sake Safety from his Jewish peeps and from the Egyptian people that he grew up with. He, I mean, who is he? He's rejected. He's distancing himself. If anyone had reason to struggle with closeness, it, it would be Moses. And yet, fast forward 40 years. Now, put on your seatbelts or brace yourself <laughs> because we are... When you look 40 years later, this most unlikely candidate for closeness with God, this is what is said of him. All right? The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. What is going on here? What happened in these years? I mean... The idea of Moses being a friend of God, speaking to God face to face as a friend speaks to a friend, that's sort of like uh, Bernie Sanders' mittens at the inauguration ceremony. It's just totally unexpected, you know? It just stands out. How did it happen? And then Moses ends up being the one. Look at this word, Exodus. Remember the Exodus from uh, the Jewish people taken out of slavery in Egypt and, and taken to the promised land that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How is this happening? That would have meant that Moses had to go back and face whoever was Pharaoh, and he was still, you know, had an outstanding warrant on him, and then he has to go back and face these Jewish people that had betrayed him. How did Moses come to a place where he could face up to the, the hurts of his past and and secure enough to actually be a leader in this situation. You know, here's how it happened. He, he It was the presence of God. Remember when God showed up when Moses was a fugitive running away from the Jewish people, his Egyptian... Uh, background and he's out there a fugitive in the desert, a sheep herder, and 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 God appears to Moses at the burning bush and, and Moses says, No, 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 not me. And then God just reassures and begins to heal him from the past. Day after day after day, that goes on 40 years later, he's a friend of God speaking to God face to face as a friend speaks to a friend. How did he do it? Watch this. He just showed up, he kept it real And then he went on auto alert. Show up, keep it real, go on auto reflect. Auto reflect. Now, before we get into Moses showing us how God can just change us day after day this year in his presence, you know, how, how are you doing with your closeness to God? We asked you at the beginning of this series, how many want to be closer to God at the end of 2021 than you are right now? And, you know, for some of us, closeness comes easier because we have a bit of a, a template, from uh, maybe a a child-parent relationship where there was closeness uh, or a friend where we were close. But a lot of us, I mean, are a little bit more like Moses. We grew up with a messed up family and broken home and background. Maybe there was abuse there and you would have been better off without those people that were supposed to be taking care of you were instead doing wrong and damaging you. It's hard to come out of that and just say, yeah, I I can handle closeness. And then if you ever have been in a close relationship and then got burned or betrayed... And you just distance yourself like Moses did. But, you know, there's sort of a real, uh, some good news reassuring hope there isn't there because Moses came out of that. He had both these those things happen to him. That mixed up, messed up childhood, being burned and betrayed by the very people he was trying to help. And yet you find him being close to God. How did he do it? Show up, show up, just show up. Who was it said that, 90% of success is just showing up. Well, well. 40 years later, Moses has just learned to be in the presence of God, just showing up in the presence of God, whatever was going on, however he felt, just showing up. Look, look. here's how it says it in Exodus 33. Now, Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. So he prioritized the presence of God. You can see him. Because remember, when he led them out of Egypt and took them to the border of the promised land, they they had to move. They had to camp sometimes a different place every night. And so when they would set up the camp for the night, Moses would set up his place to sleep. But he'd always, always just routinely set up a place to meet with God. He gave it priority. You know, Uh, I remember one Christian was asked, "Do you pray every day?" And they said, "No, not every day. Some days I don't want anything." (laughs) You know, what kind of a relationship is that? That's not closeness. That's not the material that closeness is made of. I'm so proud of one of our young adults. I I help out with a Thursday evening digital. community group with over 20 of our young adults in our church family, just amazed by their insights and, and wisdom and their hunger for, for Jesus in their lives. But one of them said, because we we're talking about Abraham and altars a few weeks ago, remember? And uh, one of them said, you know, it's, it's so good not just to go to the altar when you want something or need God's forgiveness, but to go to the altar to praise him and thank him for the successes and blessings that he gives you. Isn't that great? Prioritization. Saying, God, good day or bad day, I prioritize my time with you. Second, plan. You see, Moses planning, he plans his meeting with God. He has this tent of meeting. He he knows he's gonna go in there and talk to God. And anyone else inquiring of the Lord, they just planned on it. Now, next weekend, we're gonna start a whole new series, with or without a mask, and Pastor Jonathan and O'Shea are going to help us understand how to get this kind of a plan when we meet with God, all right? So I'm going to leave that for them. But Some might say, yeah, but I want to meet with God this week. Well, listen, if it's new to you, start with this. Just go to God, thank him for something, you can do that. Ask him for something, sure do that. And then third, surrender your day to him. You know, you've had a meeting with God. Okay, prioritize it, plan it, and then protect it. Protect it. Protect your closeness with God. Why did Moses... Set up the tent of meeting some distance away. Outside the camp, away from the you know the crime babies, the 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 requests for meetings from people, from the leadership decisions, from family having their needs. So many different things. Listen, if you say I want to have time with God, but you leave the TV or radio on, and and you, you you've still got your media feeds um, buzzing and beeping while you're meeting with God. No, no, no. Turn 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 them off. Just Take those precious moments and, and protect them, protect them. It's amazing what will happen in your life, just like for Moses. if day after day you have meetings in the presence of God, it, it changes you. It's amazing that what will happen. You know sometimes we say, "Oh God, change me, change me, change me. You know, change my past. Change what I'm going through now. Change, change. You know what he says? He says, get into my presence and you'll automatically be changed. Automatically be changed. That's what happened to Moses. Just day after day in his presence. It just happens. You get changed more and more into the image, the likeness of Jesus Christ. And uh, I want to encourage you to do that even later today. At six o'clock today, we're having a cathedral. What's cathedral all about? It's all about being in the presence of God. And, and I heard that they're designing the first part so we can just honestly pour out our hearts to God of what we're really going through, and then begin to pray for his blessing and his help and his replenishment in our lives. So so don't miss. Just show up at Cathedral tonight. It's another way to show up in the presence of God. Show up, and then secondly, keep it real. Keep it real. Now, a bit of heads up here. We are going to jump in on a conversation between Moses and God that is so... Well, the closeness is there. It's just so intimate. You almost feel like you're eavesdropping. Watch, you'll see what I mean. Here's Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you, you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. Wow. You know, three words come to my mind when I hear Moses' prayer. Moses prays so candidly and then he he prays so confidently and he's just so comfortable in the presence of God. Now, he prays so candidly. Where did that come from? He he didn't learn that in his childhood. He Didn't learn that in his years in in the desert. It it was times with God. He learned that he could really trust God. And just blurt out, God, I'm confused. You haven't told me how this is going to happen. I'm looking to you, God. I need your help here. Just blurts it out. And he's not the only one that does that in the New Testament. Remember Mary? Oh, if you'd just come here sooner. And remember, Peter, Lord, why didn't you do this? And, you know, and then King David in the Old Testament, he just blurts it out. God, why are the wicked prospering? Why this injustice is, ha- why is this happening in society? He just blurts it right out. And David, remember, is the man after God's own heart. He messed up. He failed, but he knew what it was to own his stuff and get back into closeness with God. All of our Bible heroes did. And they all came from a place of closeness with God where they knew that it, it, it was a, the presence of God was a safe place to be. You could keep it real with God in his presence. And then he, he's not only uh, candid, he's confident. Listen to how Moses ends his prayer. He ends his prayer by saying... God, show me your glory. <laughs> you know, that sounds so presumptuous, but what he's saying is, God, everything I know of you makes me want to know more of you. I long to experience more of your glorious presence. That's what it does when we're in the presence of God. We, we realize I was made for this. And it fulfills something in the deepest part of our being, in our spirits, and we long for more. You know, he reminds me here of the Apostle John in the New Testament, who was so close to Jesus and loved he reveled in the fact that he was close to Jesus. Remember, the Apostle John, if you read the gospel he wrote, he never refers to himself by name, but he refers to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He knew that he was loved. He knew that he was close. And he writes to us in a letter after Jesus is raised from the dead and ascended into heaven, and John writes, he says, you know what? This is the confidence, all right? You're gonna have this confidence in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us and will have what we ask of him it's just such a confidence that comes from that closeness with god and then and then there's a, we're comfortable with that closeness we get to a place you know but last night and then in the first service today we were asked, we have a Q&A time at the end of the teaching, both times I was asked to expand a little bit more on this whole area, like if he's God, the sovereign, almighty creator God of the universe, how can I say he's my friend? How can I talk to him as a friend talks to a friend? Jesus helps us sort this out, all right? Watch what Jesus says. Jesus says, you are my friends if you do what I command. Now, you stop there and you can say, you you, you can be my friends if you do what I say. But hold on. He is the son of God. Jesus is saying, you know... I'm the God who loves you, wants the very best for your life. And if you um, go against what I want, I can't bless you. But if you'll do what I say, you'll be in a place where I can bless you and I can also reveal truth to you. Watch this. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. Let me illustrate. I've talked in previous times about how close I was to my dad. You know, part of it was just, we loved the same things. We loved being outside in Canada and canoeing. We loved talking about Jesus and about God and about how to reach people for him. We just, we had a closeness in our relationship. But listen, it wasn't that way every day. (laughs) There were days I was very distant from my dad. It was usually when I was doing something wrong. When I was doing something I knew would not please him and I was letting him down and there'd be that distance that would happen. And until I made things right, you know, only then was the closeness restored. See, I had to respect him as my father in order to have closeness. And as long as I respected his rightful authority in my life, then... I could have closeness. It's exactly the same way with you and God. If he is sovereign, almighty God, and you live to please him and to obey him, he'll automatically let you come close to him. And he'll tell you some truths and he'll be there with you. Because he's not going to bless disobedience. But when we are doing his will and trusting what he says about what's best for our lives, he blesses us. And so when you trust him as your loving authority, you experience closeness. Even though he is almighty God. Now, the people that Moses led, there were a lot of them that experienced that closeness. But there are a lot of them, and they're the ones that sort of make the headlines in the in the book of Exodus. They would just rebel and remember when Moses was up on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments for them to sort of help them live in a way that treated one another with love. Uh, and they they say to Aaron, Hey, Moses is gone. And and let's just have a a fusion of religions while he's gone. You know, the nations around us have the golden calves. We don't get to have any idol representation of our God. So let's just bring that in. Let's just have a fusion. Mix the religions together. And uh, But interesting that when when you start to sort of tell God what you want him to be, he's not God anymore. That's exactly what happened. They're, They're insisting on having the benefits of a closeness with God without having the exclusiveness, the exclusive closeness that's essential in order to have those blessings from God. You know, so God just basically gives them what they were asking for. Have you ever read this? It's sort of a sad time. But, you know, God just basically says, okay, I'm not going to force my presence upon people who don't want my presence. Uh, 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 I promise I give you the land, I'll give you the land, but I won't go with you. You won't have my presence there. Here's where it is. The Lord said to Moses, leave this place, you and the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go up to the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give to you your descendants this land. I'll send an angel before you, but I will not go with you. And then Moses says something that makes us love him and Exposes how much he prioritized the presence of God in his life. He says this. He says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. God, I don't want any blessings unless you're in them. I don't want to go to the promised land if your presence is not there. How many can say, I don't want any success in 2021 or in the future of my life unless it comes from the hand of God. I don't want anything that would interfere with the priority closeness that I have with God in my life. All that I am or ever hope to be, I owe it to him. And Moses knew where his identity and his security and where his future lay. And it was, it was from God. And he found it in the presence of God. It's the same for us. Listen, it, it, uh, how many can understand that are the best damage avoidance resource we have this year is the presence of Jesus? Because if we, if, if we love Jesus and his, we want his presence in our life, we're not going to be involved in any activities or words or actions or attitudes that, that mess up that closeness to Jesus in our life. Listen, the best temptation conquering technique you're going to have this year is to have your mind filled with God's thoughts and what he says about what you're experiencing and, and trusting him to have your best interests in mind when he gives you truth in the Bible. Listen, the best mess up prevention action plan you're going to have this year is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there's not gonna be a whole lot of room for garbage to get in, right? Because you're already full. Sorry, no garbage allowed. I'm already filled with the Spirit. The best insecurity elimination device you have is your heart to be filled with Father God's approval. (laughs) Lord, I want to please you, and I want to please you more than anybody, whatever anybody else thinks of my life, and you have that security in him because of the closeness with him. Listen, nothing will contribute more to your success, your lasting success in 2021 than doing what Moses did, increasing your closeness to God. Every day this year. You know, Pastor Jonathan began this series talking about how Adam and Eve broke the image of God. They broke that reflection. The rulership got broken too. And, and, and when we see that the reflection of God is broken, but watch how when we're in the presence of God, it gets restored. That reflection of God. we It's like the presence of God fills us and then we reflect him to other people. Watch what happens. Look how look, it look happened for Moses. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, the tent of meeting, all the people rose and stood at the entrance to their tents, their residential tents, watching Moses. They all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. Can you see that? Moses meets with God and he has this impact on the people that live around him. Oh, wouldn't you love to have that kind of impact? You know, do you mean, listen, there was one time where uh, when Moses went up on the mountain the second time to get the Ten Commandments and when he came down, his face was so brilliant he didn't even know that he was reflecting the glory of God. He'd been in this glorious presence of God. He didn't realize he was carrying it with him in his countenance. And it was just, it was just basking through him. And, and, and he had to put a veil so that people could even just even look at him. You know, now listen to what scripture says. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says about Christians. So, all of us now have had that veil removed, and we can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him, Jesus, as we are changed into his glorious image. Isn't that great? You're in the presence of God. And that broken image of God gets restored more and more. And people see the presence of God in you. They see something different. You go to, you're you're in a digital classroom, or you're in in the workplace, in your meetings, your attitudes, your actions, your words, the way you treat people. Jesus shines through. You know, may that be what happens for us as a church. I know that's what Pastor Jonathan wants that our church will be known in Toronto, not for what we're against, but what we're for. That's what the love army is all about. And Jerry keeps equipping us along with a host of volunteers with unignorable acts of goodness so that people would, Well, well, Jesus said it best. Watch what happens. He said this, in the same way, let your light shine. Think of the love army. The lever, all the good unignorable acts of goodness that we do. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. They're just something that when we do something good in the name of Jesus, Jesus is revealed to people. Uh, listen, how many want to be closer to Jesus at the end of 2021 than you are right now? The only way to do it is to be in the presence of the God that you want to become more and more like the presence of Jesus that you love. And to be in his presence. You, know, you say, well, how does it work? Well, just show up, <laughs> keep it real, and then you'll auto-reflect. You'll automatically reflect the glorious presence of Jesus in the world that you live in, in the people that you live among. Uh, let's pray that that would happen. Thank you, Jesus, that... Whatever background, whatever childhood, whatever parental presence or we had or did not have, thank you that you can heal and you can help. And as we are in your presence, we can grow up to become more and more like Jesus. So Lord, in those moments this year in your presence, would you heal us? Would you hold us close? Would you help us trust you with more and more? Would you correct us when we go wrong? Would you reassure us when we feel insecure? Would you replenish our souls with your truth? Lord, may our times in your presence this year um, cause us to say, I'm getting more and more comfortable being close to Almighty God. And Lord, then as we go, into our world, may we automatically reflect, just as Moses did, your glorious presence, Jesus. May we reveal Jesus in our attitudes and actions and words to the lives of others. This we pray for each one in Jesus' name. And I can hear you say, amen.